0: Hey, good people. Happy Wednesday. This is Jay-Z bringing you your dose of the midweek muscle. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or whenever you're deciding to listen into to this podcast. Number one, thank you. Um, and number two, welcome. Now, good people, this, I tell you what, these mornings are getting earlier and earlier every single week for some reason. You know, like I feel like next week I'm going to be up at two just so I can... <laughs> Record and get it to you on time but um i I'm excited to be here with you guys this week, and so let's jump into this episode. uh happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Did you celebrate? Were you celebrated? Did you feel celebrated, or did you work see i'm you know I'm not always sure how to feel on Mother's Day events because. All, like, don't get me wrong, all the while, while I'm grateful for being able to say that I too am a mother and I, you know, I do countless thankless jobs, um, it's nice to be acknowledged. But then I also think about my moms or my women friends, whether they chose to be mothers or not, uh, wanted to be mothers or not or tried to be a mother, but couldn't. And I think about all of those women and in how many ways that they have either taught, supported, loved, spent time with, uh, or shared a caring thought or word to other people. I think that's motherly, right? Those are motherly characteristics. Um, then generally, when I say that to women who have shared that they're not a mother, uh, when they say things like uh, it wasn't a part of uh, God's plan for us as a family or uh, it wasn't a part of our plan as a family or whatever the case may be, um, they're also appreciative when I do share words like that towards them. Um, however, sometimes I feel like it's a stretch, right? Uh, because I can remember back in my earlier days when I was a younger mother uh, anyway, so I guess my earlier days would, wouldn't would be too much younger than that, um, I was completely okay with someone not attempting me to wish a Mother's Day or trying to say something like, happy Mother's Day anyway, like just throwing that on me, right? So... I don't know sometimes I feel like it's a stretch to say happy mother say anyway to people where maybe that's not what they wanted or that's not what they want to do with their lives etc cetera, etc cetera. um but I don't know I just what are your thoughts do you think do you say nothing or say something in hopes it's received well right um I think so many people do things to help nurture and support others again, which are motherly attributes. And I still think that at minimum it should be acknowledged. Um, even if it's not celebrated. So I don't know. You know, that's where I fall at for Mother's Day. And then, you know, not even to mention is kind of what we call a hallmark holiday, which is like uh we celebrate it just because it's an awesome thing to do. Um, but it's you know, it's an only one day thing. So you, you know that you can absolutely celebrate people more than just on one day. So I I don't know. I don't know. I'll leave my thoughts there. Uh, shout out to the wonderful people who wished me or thought of me or brought me food. Shout out to my good friend, David. Thank you for the food. It was the gift I kept giving. It, it gave lunch. It gave a couple of dinners. Which was really awesome. And he even extended that offer to my mother. And we just, we, we, it's a gift that kept giving. So I am so appreciative, David. And you're like, who is David? Well, I'm going to tell you who that voice you hear every single week. That's David. The Midweek Muscle Podcast starts now. Yep, that's David. See? See, you knew him. You knew, see, you didn't know you knew him, but you knew him. So, shout out to David. Thank you so much. Um, uh, so jump, moving right along. How was your How was your weekend, good people? How was you know outside of Mother's Day and what have you? How was your weekend? Like, how was your finishing up of last week? So, so in light of you know, excuse me. Wow. So in light of helping us to prepare for the summer, because it's almost here, I mean, the weather just went from like super cold to like 80 or 90 degrees. So I guess we're not getting spring. So let's, um, let's talk about summer, right? I saw a clip of, uh, this young woman who just entered into the working force. Um, she's a traveling nurse and she's also a model. Um and in looking at that clip, she was being interviewed um by Dylan on the Today show, and I thought that she had some really cool things to share and I thought it was really nice as a refresher um because they offered up her story on a motivation Monday. so here's a little clip.
1: How did you get into modeling? Honestly, I was walking on my campus in freshman year and this girl saw me. She's like, hey, do you model? And I'm like so awkward. I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I'm <trying> <laughs> class. And she's like, oh, okay, well, we're having a fashion show. You should come and try out. Like, Yay.
0: Yeah. After getting mom's stamp of approval, Namina started modeling, eventually booking professional gigs and getting signed by an agency. How does it feel to, to have that
1: going on in your life right now? Honestly, it's really like invigorating and like exciting. I feel like I can go out and like conquer the world. So I mean, you you really are a go-getter. I think it's because of my passion. Like I love what I do, and I know that like this is my calling. This is my purpose. Like I love modeling. I love being a nurse, and I'm just thankful that I'm able to do both.
0: Namina hopes to encourage people, especially young adults, to go for their goals, no matter how lofty they may seem. What advice do you give people that hear your story?
1: I always tell people, like, if you have a dream, like, you have to go chase it. Like, it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. Never give up on yourself. Even when you think, like, you're not good enough, which I I literally have that thought so many times. Like, you are, and you just have to believe in yourself and, and just keep working.
0: Okay, and so you can see why I thought it was a little bit fitting for her story to be shared here. Number one, a little bit of her story because the people, sometimes we we just have to like hear it and, and hear it again. Like it's never too late to get up and start working on something that you really feel passionate about. You don't have to always turn it into money. It can be, but you don't have to. Um, I think it's something to be said for people who make time to pursue their interests just as much as they make time for work. Um, and then sometimes people take their interests and turn it into work. And I think that that's okay. And represented in her story, I'm like, wow, how's she finding time to do both? One is eventually going to take off and she's going to have to come to a hard decision. But it also means that she has a skill set that it, that equips her for, more if she wants to do, if she wants to continue with it or switch, switch it up later down the line. But I thought it was a nice refresher, um, of having her say like, you know, don't give up on yourself. How many times have I told myself that it wasn't going to work or I wasn't going to do this or this was going to fail. Um, and I think that leaving this here allows for us to like, okay, this is a refresher. Yes. I've thought of that too. Yes. I've, I've had those experiences, but how many times can you say over that you, I guess if you are pursuing your passions and you're working at the same time, or you're doing both and you're an entrepreneur and you just kind of threw that out there. um, How many times will you say, I wish I would have seen how far I could have taken my pursuits or how far I could have taken my interests when you're already doing that. Um, and the fact of the matter is you don't have to look back and say that because you're already doing it. However, if you neglect it, you may start having those questions. So again, I just thought it was a nice refresher. Don't forget to pursue your passions even if you're still working. It's never too late. Um, but then uh I had another clip, um, or another, uh, recording that I want to share with you guys. And it was around, um, a wild horse. Now this guy, his name is Todd Pierce. Uh, he travels around and, and I don't want to say travels like that. I don't really know the extent of his travel, but he definitely goes around the country and, does demonstrations with uh watching uh, breaking in a wild horse and um I know that I I I appreciate and I love animals but I really didn't catch the concept of like what does it mean for a horse to be broken um and so this this clip is him in the middle of breaking this horse and he said uh, he gave an example of why, why break a horse and not physically like break their back or break their bones or anything, but like um, getting the horse acclimated to um, follow instructions or follow uh, orders or, you know, uh, being in a harness or saddled up. And, you know, the harness is nothing more than a rope. Uh, the saddle obviously is, goes across his back so that way a rider can ride the horse. And he said something like a broken horse is stronger than a wild horse because a broken horse can um, activate certain abilities that it's been trained to do, unlike, you know, a wild horse just running free and being with the nature of the land. Um, And I thought that was pretty interesting, right? Because, again, me not having any knowledge with horses, I... you know i just would think that is probably like animal cruelty or something um and i know that it happens but i just i didn't quite get the full picture right but he he went on to say that one like a broken horse one horse can master hundreds of other horses when they're in unity with their strengths but a wild horse does not have the capacity to do that because they're just running sort of free um, or, you know, just running wild. So I thought that was pretty interesting. But here's a little clip of him um, of something that I've heard that can kind of relate to what we're talking about today.
2: So me getting on honor. It was just kind of quick on and off. No one's ever been on the horse. He's never had a saddle on. None of this has ever happened. So even with all the insecurity to train a horse to get this far, just to be able to get on him, the old way of doing it is you have to completely dominate the horse. You have to show him who's boss and you use fear to try to kill fear. And it doesn't really work. You can dominate an animal. But what I want to do is help him be free. So even without understanding everything that he's supposed to do. If I can help partner with him to where there's no more fear. And he feels loved. Lots of things to look at, my huh, son? You're doing good. You're doing good. Let's take a few more steps. Come on. It's really a big deal, guys. And I know that you aren't all horsemen, but you can spend weeks getting a horse this far. Except for now, he's got the emergency brakes set. You know how many people I see get this far, and this is where they stay their whole life? We're literally paralyzed because we're afraid of screwing up. He's lost his confidence because now that I'm with him, he feels safe and comfortable. But he doesn't know that he's going to come alive when he realizes what we can do together. And... If you were built to carry the spirit of God, if that's what you by design created in the image of God, is to carry his presence. And by the way, he hits himself with his tail harder than this, so I'm not, he's not being hurt. you got to move a little, son. There we go. Because I believe it's people just standing still. Oh, now we actually got a vapor lock. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the brakes. That's like... <clears throat> My next step, son, is going to be a big step.
0: And so there it is. Um, he, You may not have heard, you, you won't have an opportunity to hear the rest of it, but he did go on to continue working with the horse. And by the end of the session, he was on the horse, riding in circles with the horse before the end of his time. Now, um, he made it look so easy that it almost looked staged. And one of the ways in which I know that he wasn't necessarily staging the act is because when he did put the, the saddle on the horse, the horse started bucking crazy. It was almost like it was so violent and forceful. You could see it just going wild dirt was being kicked up in the air I'm sure if you were sitting in the front row you got all of that um but uh he went on to talk about like you know the unity that a horse can experience with a partner meaning its rider um if if they can learn to work together um and again this came in a spiritual context which is why you heard a lot of like you know being part of God's design and God being in your heart um, but I really loved what he said there about sometimes, uh, you know, to get to this place, it could take weeks. Uh, but sometimes do you know how many people I've watched get stuck at this place where they know they want something good, they step up to it and then they feel stuck. Um, and so again, I bring both of those clips to you guys today because we're in, we're in the mid part of the year. Um, And we're not exactly midway through, but we're getting close. And and midway through anything, I feel like it's important to cause some sort of disruption. And disruption is important because it breaks us out of rhythm. Uh, It breaks us out of the mundane or the monotony and any other sequences or rhythms of life that we may have, it breaks us out of that, which is why the season is called dynamic stability, returning back to like your normal state after some sort of disruption. Um, And and I think that disruption is necessary, good people. It helps you to know that you're alive, that you have a pulse, you're registering feelings, like things are happening within you, Uh, your thoughts and and your emotions are engaged, right? Because when you're not feeling anything, uh, then we may have, something going on that may require a little bit of assistance. And I, and I'm 100% serious with that. Um, uh, it, it, you know, talking to a medical professional or a doctor or a therapist, if you're not having, uh, strong reactions to, or reactions at all to any sort of disruption. Um, but again, having that disruption allows us to know like, okay, I have a thinking brain. I have a pulse. I, I like what's happening to me right now. So therefore I'm going to try to see what I can do, or I dislike what's happening to me right now and I need to figure out what I need to do. Um, so in turn, experiencing that disruption or those feelings can provide some inspiration for how to fix an issue or for how to expand what you already do so, so, so very well, um, so I move on to say like, you know, the big idea this week is who said disruption had to be negative? Um, and I'm going to nerd out on you really quick, but Harvard Business Review shared this. If managers don't, and you're, the, you're a manager, they they give managers the term for like anybody who's running a business or has employees that report to them. If managers don't understand the nuances of disruption theory, or apply as tenants correctly, they may not make the right strategic choices. So, yes, you sitting there thinking, I'm not an entrepreneur. This mumbo jumbo doesn't affect me. Wait, I would, I would invite you to first stop and then reconsider because disruption causes you to think, think about how to problem solve or think about how to move forward or think about how to do things differently. Um, also Forbes, Forbes magazine said, whether we like it or not, many of our behaviors are habits that make up our daily lives. Some habits are healthy and some not so healthy. We're either, we're on autopilot doing the same thing day after day, week after week, month after month and year after year, just like individuals, organizations fall into habits too. And this can put your organization into a rut without you even knowing it. Have you thought about whether or not your organization is on autopilot? Here's how you know. If you end up running into the same pain point every single week, every single day, every single month, then your organization is probably on autopilot. Uh, Because I will tell you, If you're not on autopilot, you're not running into the same hurdle that you ran into multiple times in the past. So if you're continuing to, you know, you stumble up across a deadline, you know, it's due at the end of the month, but somehow, some way it always gets pushed to the end of the month, or it always gets pushed to the very last minute. You always are at risk of running over your deadline. This is how you know you're an autopilot. It's just simple. Um, so again, out of knowing what was just shared here to shake up our habits and our lives, like if we take this to an individual level, we likely will throw something new into the routine just to shake things up a bit. Uh, but we don't necessarily throw new habits in there to shake things up a bit. And that's where the challenge is, um, Needless to say, you know, throwing something new into our routine might be fun, it might be funky, might be spontaneous, or, or on the contrary, not received well at all. But in doing so, it will always cause people to think things like, ah, this was so fun. Why can't I do this all the time? It also begs people to think of these questions Am I really getting the most out of my day? Am I maximizing and getting the most from what I want out of my life? Am I, am I reaching the max potential of what I can do at home, at work, with my kids, with, with myself? Um, these are all very valid questions that we may consider or ask ourselves. And then we move to ask, well, what's getting in the way? The same thing is true that people, when you run a business or when you're overseeing an organization's department, right? Whether you like it or not, that is exactly what's happening. A lot of us might put a lot of work into our agencies or our organizations where we work, but in the same token, we can also know darn well that we are not giving it our all. We are not giving it all it it deserves. Um, and I'm guilty of this too. I'm speaking to the choir um sometimes, like you know, I can speak from the entrepreneurship side, like sometimes money is generally the culprit, like I can't do anything new because I'm strapped for cash, and generating more cash is a struggle right now because of x, y, and z. Well, that's nine times out of ten when I sat down with any entrepreneur or anybody who does any sort of business owning. That is generally the case. However, it's not always what people run into. It's not always that people are looking for Some people have it coming in because the business is doing well, but other parts of their lives are just like, ah, what do I do? Right? So again, it takes us back to what Todd Pierce said earlier about feeling stuck and not knowing where to turn, um, or what to do. And that my friends can be more dangerous. Being stuck can be more dangerous than actually being very successful at your business. And so again, I just want to offer that up this week because man, do we work so hard day to day, week to week, month to month to try new things or try to figure out new things, or we're developing and hitting milestones within ourselves, within our organizations, uh but yet still having this unique conundrum of feeling stuck because I'm either not chasing something like I should, I'm not doing something like I should, or I'm I'm not giving something the time and the quality that it deserves so I can maximize the potential out of my life. So I hope to leave this here with you today. That's my big idea. Um and I hope that it's something that can be a nice refresher for you around feeling like Am I doing everything that I can? Um, And am I enjoying this? Am I enjoying truly what I'm doing? And if not, then how can I add some healthy disruption or some disruptive thinking to my process to allow me to break through whatever that system or process or rut may be? Ooh, well, that was it, good people. I hope that was helpful. I hope that it added some value or some insight to your week this week. I hope that you take a look at in an area of your life where you can add some healthy disruption and shake it on up. Maybe it'll inspire new thinking or maybe it'll create a new avenue that maybe you never thought of before. And you know, you can invite people into this process too. It's not something you have to do alone. Actually, it is encouraged that you bring people into this process because That's what makes diversity such a wonderful thing. All right, good people. Thank you so much for joining me here this week, this Wednesday. Oh my gosh, like I said, it's getting earlier and earlier, but guess what? I always am so excited when I get an opportunity to sit down and connect with you guys, even if just for a little bit. Have a great rest of your week. Hey, listen, maybe think about that disruptive theory as you're going into your weekend. What can you do to shake up your weekend a little bit? What can you do to break out of the standard practice that we, that maybe we've grown accustomed to? I don't know. Uh, Maybe you'll have to write in and share. In what ways are you thinking about it or in what ways did you do it? Um, Thank you so much. You can hit me up, jay-z at midweekmuscle.com, or at any social media channel at The Midweek Muscle. I thank you guys so much. I hope you have an amazing and awesome week. And as always, let's go.